Hello, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host with the most, Brian to the Boom Corgan, joined as always by Andrew the Diabetic Dynamo Dobes and Hello. Brendan the Producer Pika. Hey yo. Guys, welcome in for our week seven recap. We are going to go over the people who went beast mode and people who went least mode in week seven. But first and foremost, hey, happy Monday. How oh, is you. how's your week starting out so far? Uh it's okay. It's okay, you know. Rough fantasy week for me. A lot of talking points though, so I'm excited about that. But uh just sad six days until football. So <laughs> six days until Sunday. Oh, Counting it down. That's a good line. Uh yep. I I had a Justin Herbert and Tyler Lockett in most of my leagues. So yeah. uh, that was a, a pretty happy week for me. Uh, and I think we can just jump right into it. Uh, it. First and foremost, I do want to tease you yep. our season project season predictions there you go. You got <laughs> contest. It. It's all good. I am leading six to one. Six to one. You uh, know what it came down to? It really came down to that missed field goal by Gostowski. Yeah. Because yeah, I got the really Niners did. game, right? I, yep. I got the Niners game. I've looking back at all of these weeks, three out of the six wins that you have was by a score of seven points or less. That just means I'm really good at picking it's tough games. It's so annoying. Oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> Kostowski missed that. Because I knew the Niners were going to win. Yeah. Went down my mind. Yeah, and I was an idiot picking the Texans. That was just spite you. So. Well, that's okay. I will take yeah. your spite and turn it into an embarrassing loss yep. for you. Uh, yeah, so I'm pretty stoked. And, and really what that comes down to is I've beaten you six weeks and you have managed to beat me one week. One week. So, thanks uh, to the Dolphins. That was yeah, a fun week. Yeah, that was. Uh, hold on to that memory, Andrew. Yep. You will not get many more. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as week seven recap, we do have some injuries and updates for you. Uh, there are some big ones. It was a very injury riddled weekend. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. is out for the season with an ACL tear. Kenyon Drake left his game early, but the X ray results came back negative. They have a bye week this week, but he will most likely uh, miss week nine, which will probably just make things easier for fantasy managers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Drake was struggling anyway. Uh, Chris Carson left Sunday night's game early and is questionable for next week, week eight. Jeff Wilson was placed on IR after suffering a high ankle sprain for the Niners. Cam Newton was benched for Jason Steedham, but is still named the starter by Bill Belichick. And Andy Dalton left the game with a concussion, and the rookie seventh-round pick, Ben DiNucci, ben DiNucci, will most likely be the starter next week yeah. unless Andy Dalton flies through the concussion yeah. protocol. Uh, there was one more I forgot to put down real quick. Uh, Devo Samuel is going to miss mm-hmm. week eight and nine with a hamstring. Man, yeah, that's uh, he has, he has some trouble staying healthy. But Absolutely. Man. Well, that's rough, and there's a lot to cover here. Um, you know, I think the most notable two uh, would be Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, big time. Uh, and Jeff Wilson being placed in IR. Uh, mm-hmm. This Jarek McKinnon disappointed in a major way week seven. Uh, I believe he had negative two rushing yards. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and this really opens the floodgates for Hasty. Uh, the, uh, I believe he's a rookie, a Hasty, the running back for the Niners. Uh, he actually looks pretty good. Uh, un- I believe he was undrafted, <laughs> just out of nowhere. But necessity uh, makes 
I guess, opportunity. Yeah. So I think he's absolutely worth worth a look and worth a roster add. His name's Jamichael Hasty, the healthy running back for the Niners. There is obviously value in this backfield, and if he is the only one in town, he is absolutely worth adding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it was a weird situation because they held back McKinnon uh, because he was he had such a big workload the last couple weeks that they held him back this week. So it was, it was a yeah. lot. So, uh, yeah, both of them should be pretty well involved, which we will talk about in the preview episodes coming up later this week. Nice transition. Andrew, let's start with some good news. Let's, let's break into the beast modes mm-hmm. of the week. Mm-hmm. I'll start with, I think, my new favorite player, Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, huge, mm-hmm. huge performance. His third big performance in a row. Uh, but this was his creme de la creme. Uh, 347 pass yards, four total touchdowns. You managed to rush. He threw, uh, and he threw it to people I've never even heard of. I mean, he was really mixing it up, and that was the most impressive thing. You know, he did this without Keenan Allen having an obnoxious stat line. Mike Williams didn't do anything. He really got this yardage and these touchdowns with unknowns. So uh, congratulations to Herbert. He looks yeah. legit. I was a little slow getting on the Herbert bandwagon, uh, but I'm there. I mean, he has shown in every single way why he is a stud. Um, And and I think he's a legit top 10 quarterback. And I think there's legit top five upside. So if he's available, please pick him up. He's only owned in about 70% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, Rush out, start him. And he is somebody that's absolutely worth. uh, I think he's a second half winner for you. Yeah. uh, I. I think that he could be easily top 10 quarterback to finish this season. I mean, yeah. you could. He's already I there. <laughs> he's already there. Uh, but top five, I there, there's a possibility. So I, I just said that. I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> That's what the. Okay. In a very roundabout way, yeah. sir. Yes. Uh, so I did pick Herbert, but I will give. Uh, a shout out to another quarterback that went beast mode this mm-hmm. week. Another rookie, number one overall pick, Joe Burrow for the Cincinnati Bengals. He was the passing leader this week through 406 yards, three TDs, one rushing touchdown as well. But uh, the interception and the fumble cost him that top spot for quarterbacks. He would be about even with Justin Herbert if he didn't throw the interception or fumble, uh, but he did. Uh, it was a really tough loss for Cincinnati, but he looked very good out there. Um, I obviously still like Herbert a little bit better, but Joe Burrow on a good matchup is a great fantasy start. Yeah, I love that pick. I am a he- huge Burrow believer, uh, and he really started out the game pretty weak, uh, kind of sloppy, but he yeah. really pieced it together. This is a very pass-happy offense with a lot of really solid receiving weapons. Uh, T. Higgins has broken out, um, and the corpse of A.J. Green is still able to catch uh, passes. This is a good team, and I love Joe Burrow, and I think the future is very bright for him. Absolutely. Um, The next one I have is very obvious. It's Tyler Lockett. Yep. 200 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, I mean, there's no words. This was a otherworldly performance. Um, And yes, Tyler Lockett played very well, but I would say it was more Russell Wilson. His passing was on point. His long touchdowns were 
I mean, just incredible. Just threw it exactly where it needed to be. So Tyler Lockett, you know, the Seattle offense is insane. Tyler Lockett went off and DK Metcalf did nothing. So, you know, it really is, it's volatile, man. And Tyler Lockett just came off of two really weak weeks. So thrilled to see it. You know, it's, you know, it's a curse of the Seattle offense. (laughs) You don't want to bench him ever because this is what he's capable of. You will get those stinkers, but you're also going to get those absolutely nuclear uh, weeks like you saw this week. So Tyler Lockett went a beast. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to just stick with rookies here. I'm going to go with the Washington running back. Antonio Gibson went beast mode this week. He rushed 20 times for 128 yards and a TD. Uh, His previous games, his highest total rushing yards was 55 week two with 13 carries. This week, we saw what will happen when Washington actually takes the lead and can hang on to them. Gibson is an awesome running back. Uh, I just just love the way he played there. Almost 130 rushing yards against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I loved it. I hope Washington can... uh, can win more games like this because it's very exciting to see Gibson perform. So yeah, almost twenty points from him. Got the TD and JD McKissick didn't too uh, didn't do too bad either. So Beast yeah, that's that's a great pick. And I think Gibson really is the future at running back oh. for this team. He looked great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll stick with running back with James Robinson. One hundred and thirty-seven total yards, a touchdown, and a two-point conversion. Uh, starting out this year, Minshew looked sharp and this offense looked great. Uh, after week seven, Minshew is not looking as good. <laughs> the offense does not look as good either, but they're really funneling their offense through James Robinson, who is doing a fantastic job. Uh, week seven, they face the Chargers defense, which is oh a pretty formidable defense. Mm-hmm. James Robinson looked great, you know, undrafted. Uh, and he's he's stellar. You know, he's really impressed. And this is why the team got rid of Fournette. You know, they knew they had James Robinson. Uh, in the wings. So congratulations to James Robinson. I think he's going to be this season's uh, fantasy MVP. Nice. Yeah. No running back has done better this year than James Robinson, except for Elvin Kamara. So yeah, it's pretty rare company. Really awesome performance from him. I'm going to go with uh, one of my free agent signings recently. Um, Brig. Was it last (laughs) week? Nelson Aguilar from the Las Vegas Raiders. He went beast mode. This guy for the last three weeks has scored a touchdown. He's being targeted a pretty fair amount. He caught five balls for 107 yards and a touchdown this week against Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa Bay doesn't have the best secondary. So on good weeks like this, when they're playing up against a a not-so-great secondary, and they're going to need to throw the ball a lot, Nelson Aguilar is a locked-and-loaded flex for me. I mean... Even on a bad week, he, he's a pretty low-end flex. So Nelson Aguilar still only rostered in 2%, less than 2% in ESPN leagues, and he's in the top 50 wide receivers this season. So Nice. Definitely. Yeah, I, I, um, he definitely went off this past week. Yeah. I am trying to figure out how excited I am about Aguilar. It's, it's tough. Yeah, it, it's hard. And in fantasy football, you know, you just if you've played for a couple of years, mm-hmm. you just get this tainted memory of people. And for me, that's Aguilar. So, yeah, it's, um, it'll it's be funny seeing. Yeah, but no, yeah. absolutely. His performances have been there. Uh, Andrew, how many more beast modes do you have? Uh, I got two more. 
two more. I, All I right, can cut them down if you want me to. No, no, I want to hear them, uh, and hear I might, I might break them down here. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna do a twofer. Okay. It is going to be the top wide receivers from the Steelers Titans game. Deontay Johnson from the Steelers and AJ Brown from the Titans. Deontay Johnson, 80 yards, two touchdowns. I think he is the clear wide receiver one in this offense uh, when he is healthy. Ben Roethlisberger just really looks his way. And, and I do really feel that Deontay Johnson is the wide receiver one. When he's healthy, he's getting the targets. And Juju and Claypool, I just feel like they are a distant two and three. Um, Deontay Johnson, you know, I think he is the clear wide receiver one. His production is there. Um, and like I said, that's where the targets go. There is value in the Steelers team. Um, and, you know, I feel very strongly Juju will not be there next year. So I think they're prepping Deontay for the future. So he was the one half of that. And the second half was A.J. Brown, 153 yards and a touchdown for the sophomore receiver. Uh, he really excels after the catch. He is one fast mama jama. And against this elite Steelers defense, he was able to make it happen. 153 yards and a touchdown. A.J. Brown is a top 10 wide receiver. Nice. Yeah, those two had amazing games. It's that time again. I'm going to oh. talk about this player. It's been a couple episodes. It's probably <laughs> been the longest I've ever been without talking about him. But he went beast oh, mode again this week. It's a good one. 11 receptions, 112 yards. Didn't get a TD because the Buffalo offense didn't score one this week, yet he still had the best week of his season. I'm talking about Cole Flippin' Beasley, <laughs> position rank 19th of the year. Do you know who he's, he's playing better than Mike Evans, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Julio Jones? Uh, Julio Jones has been out for a while, so that's a bad uh, <laughs> He's missed a couple games. But still, on, on games where either John Brown is out or the Bills are behind, he puts up a ridiculous amount of points. His three best games were this week, where they struggled, let's be honest, which is weird against the New York Jets. <laughs> uh, Kansas City, right? They were down. And then the Rams, when it was a really close game. Any week where it's a tough matchup for the Buffalo Bills, Cole Beasley absolutely goes off. He was targeted 12 times last week. 12 times with 11 receptions. So... That's amazing. He went beast mode. Uh, you got to pick him up if you don't have him. I mean, oh, man. Did you, did you know? Also, <laughs> he, he, I got to shout out Brendan for telling me about this. Cole Beasley, he says football is not his main career. He's a rapper. Look at that. The man can do it all. He, wow. he makes music and he plays football. I'm going off the rails here. Here, Cole Beasley uh, with beast mode. Snap! Yeah, that's a good one, uh, yeah. Andrew. That wrapped up my beast mode. Uh, I think you said you had one more player. I got one more quick one. Uh, good old Rob Gronkowski. He's got oh, that connection solid. again to Tom Brady. Two weeks in a row where he's gotten a touchdown. Two weeks in a row where he's gotten eight targets. Two weeks in a row where he's gotten fifty plus yards. Three weeks in a row actually. So he's on the up and up. Uh, still questionable if i am comfortable starting him or not but uh definitely had a good week this week yeah i think he is absolutely worth adding uh it looks like he's shaken off the rust you yeah. know, at, the, at the beginning of the season it he just did not look like himself i think the dragon is starting to wake up uh, i think gronk is absolutely worth uh oh, rostering 
and starting. You know, he's getting the opportunities and Tom Brady's on fire. So, you know, I it's pretty gross at tight end and I would rather start Gronk than uh, any Rams tight end. I'd rather start Gronk over Jared Cook. Uh, yep. And I think he's in that category. So I think Jared he's worth Graham. rostering and yep. I think he's worth starting as well. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's a great one. I would say it's time to go into our least modes of the week. Oh, yeah. Starting out, man, there weren't a ton. Um, you know, I feel like there was decent production for most people this week, but some highlights that I did want to point out. I'll start with Mike Evans. Two catches for 37 yards. Um, you know, he is kind of, you know, he's one of those players that you just see him as the, the uh, I guess, textbook wide receiver. Big, fast, great hands. He's done it before. He's done nothing but perform at the NFL level. Well, this season, he is a huge disappointment. Uh, really stringing together some poor games. I'm concerned. You know, they are adding uh, Antonio Brown to this wide receiver room. Chris Godwin is the apple of Brady's eye. And Gronkowski's role is starting to increase. So I am concerned with Evans. I think we mentioned in the last week's episode. Try to trade him if you can. He still has that name value. And I would still try to do that. I would still try to sell Mike Evans. Uh, here's a question for you, Andrew. Yes. Would you trade Mike Evans for Deontay Johnson straight up? You know, yeah. I would. <laughs> I would. Yeah. Yeah. I no, would. That's... Deontay Johnson is still the most targeted receiver on this team. I yeah. cannot say the same for Mike Evans. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, it sounds gross. Uh, but in fantasy football, you don't want to be the person hanging on to that memory. You want to be moving ahead. Yep. Uh, a really good example of that is people who were using Cam Newton, like myself. I dropped him last week for Justin Herbert, and I feel pretty damn good about that yeah, switch. I bet, man. I bet that feels good. <laughs> um, yeah, so you, you just you don't want to hang on to somebody who's not mm. loving you back. So, uh, yeah, that's well, my first lease mode. Andrew, you are up, my friend. I'm going to go with another Mike. <laughs> another wide receiver named Mike. Mike Williams Ooh, from the Los Angeles one. Chargers. He was supposed to have a it was it was a great matchup. Chargers against Jaguars. Jaguars have one of the worst defenses in the league. Uh Justin Herbert threw for almost 350 yards and three touchdowns. None of them. No touchdowns to Mike Williams. Only one reception for four yards from Mike. Only targeted three times. Ten less than Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert's favorite target. And like you said, Justin Herbert was throwing to a, a ton of no names, a ton of people who we we don't who's not really on the fantasy radar. Um, Mike Williams is really that boomer bust player, and he definitely busted big time for you this week. He went full on lease mode. Yeah, he was somebody I was really excited about. So that I'm still uh, a little that bit. stings. <laughs> I'm, I'm still a little bit excited about him, but it, oh, I'm, I'm still very out. excited. Yeah. But yeah, no, the problem is, you know, Herbert's just sharing the love with everybody. He doesn't care. Yeah, he's just going to throw it anyway. That's a great one. Uh, my next one is a twofer uh, because okay. in a way they're similar. Okay. Uh, DK and DJ. Hey, I have DK Metcalf. The for only reason why they're similar? Yeah. Well, okay. and, their, and their stat lines okay, are that's, super that's similar. Yeah. Yeah, so DK and DJ. DK Metcalf had 23 yards and DJ Chark had 26 yards receiving. It was a slow news day. If your <laughs> nickname started with D, 
Uh, man, uh, DK Metcalf, this is a tough one. Uh, he did have a long touchdown called back in overtime of the Sunday night game. So the Remember stat line's a yeah. little deceiving. Uh, however, you know, it's it's just how it goes sometimes. It's fantasy football. It was Lockett's night at the Guthrie. You know, it's a it's it's how it goes, man. Um, they really treated DK Metcalf as the number one receiver. Uh, they shadowed him with Patrick Peterson for most of the night. And Russell Wilson was like, okay, I'll just pass it to Tyler Lockett. And it worked. Um, so DK Metcalf, rough day at the office. Obviously, he is a beast and should continue to be treated as an elite wide receiver. Better days are ahead. DJ Chark, I am much more worried about. Only 26 yards receiving. He just does not seem to have a connection with Gardner Minshew. Uh, and Minshew just could not throw it anywhere near no. DJ Chark in this game. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one that was DJ Chark's fault. However, most of the passes were nowhere near him. So I do blame that much more on Minshew than I do Chark. Um, I love Chark as a talent, but the opportunity is just, it's tough. Uh, Minshew is just not getting it done. So I'd say DK Metcalf, arrow is pointing up. DJ Chark, arrow is pointing down. Yeah, that, that's a really good one. As a Gardner Minshew owner, watching that game is a little frustrating because he threw it, I would say, 90% of the time was a, a two, three-yard pass to <laughs> to James Robinson, and yep. that was it. I mean, no Keelan Cole. No, I mean, Chenault was kind of involved, but not a lot of receivers. It was all, all James Robinson. I'm going to go with the quarterback release mode. Uh, just, a, just a quick one since uh, the Buffalo Bills are still in my head. I'm going Josh Allen. Mm. Um, just a bad week. Nothing to be uh, really worried about, although he has had a rough couple of weeks. Um, week five through, through seven, he hasn't done a lot. 16 points is the highest. Uh, no touchdowns. No interceptions, but he's still through for 300 yards. Um, 61 rushing it's it's not bad but it's really not what you wanted against the new york jets i mean this was this was his opportunity to just just go off super high fantasy production um is what i expected this week but he didn't do it he he let me down and he uh made that a lot closer of a game than it should have been so definitely at least mode. yeah yeah good pick this was his chance to really show he's a elite quarterback yeah and he just did not deliver so he started out super, super hot, uh, and he's he's cooling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew, how many least modes do you have left? I got three, Moss. Three? All right. I've yeah. got two more. All I'll right. start with Chase Claypool. Uh, had negative two yards receiving <laughs> in week seven. Yeah. Um, you know, he was coming off of a few really big games. People thought he was the heir apparent and the next big thing. I think Chase Claypool is a great player with a very bright future. He is not the number one receiver on this offense. uh, And that's just, you know, sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles. So moving forward, I do have Claypool as a wide receiver three uh, with elite upside. We've seen it. But I do think he is more uh, flex, low end wide receiver range than must start wide receiver category. Yeah, that's uh, I made the mistake of starting him. Hey, me too. Happens uh, to the best of us. <laughs> yep. Luckily, it's still put off that W. Anyway, my next player is Jarek McKinnon from the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, wow, what a bad game. Uh, negative one rushing yards with three carries, no receptions. 
Um, none of that. No targets at all. Kyle Shanahan said that the team planned on resting Jarek McKinnon uh, in Week 7 due to his big early season workload. Thanks, hey, Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, that <laughs> could have been important for everyone to know. Seriously, Mostert gets placed on the IR, and then Jarek McKinnon should have been the guy, and then they just they don't play him. Oh my gosh, super frustrating. Um, I it's not really his fault. I'm just a little upset. Obviously, I'm not gonna freak out over the lack of communication between Kyle Shanahan and me because we're not really that close. Uh, but still, it's just a just a rough game for what. I think everyone expected to be a, a tremendous opportunity for Jerry. Yeah, that's a great one. And Andrew, that was my last lease mode. So feel oh, really? free to continue All with right. your list. Uh, another one, James White. James White, I'll stick with the same game uh, for the New England Patriots. Um, I expected the Patriots to be losing this game. And James White is, as you know, heavily involved in the passing game. Not this time. Only one reception for three yards. That's it. That's all he did. That's his entire involvement in this offense. His offense is in shambles. No fantasy value whatsoever. Uh, yeah, he just lease mode. I expected him to have a, a decent game as the Patriots would need to throw the ball a little bit more to, to catch up. Um, yeah, but he didn't deliver. And the last one is uh, who I used to call the touchdown machine, Janu Smith. Uh, against Pittsburgh, it was a tough matchup. Only targeted four times, only caught the ball once for nine yards. Uh, that's two rough weeks in a row. He was averaging a touchdown a game. Actually, he was averaging over a touchdown a game up until week six. Uh, and he's he's really fallen apart ever since AJ Brown has come back. So those are my least modes there. Yeah, well, that is a great list, and we're gonna wrap up this episode with our top three waiver signings. Uh, I'll start with Rashard Higgins, wide receiver for the Browns. Good one. He is only 3% owned. Odell Beckham Jr. is out. Jarvis Landry is dealing with an injury. He had 110 receiving yards in week seven, and he is a rookie in this uh, obviously incredible rookie receiving class that we've seen, Uh, and he's really putting together a nice season. Uh, I would not say he is a world beater. I do think he is going to be able to be productive, especially in a PPR league. Baker will have to throw to somebody, and Higgins appears to be able to shoulder that load. Like I said, 110 receiving yards in week seven. Not just anybody can do that, uh, and I think he does have enough talent to be worthwhile. So, Richard Higgins, welcome to my roster. That's a good one. Hey, Bryant. (laughs) Hey, Andrew. I'm picking Bryant. Harrison Bryant, that is. Um, Harrison Bryant from the Cleveland Browns. Austin Hooper uh, is out with, uh, he needed an emergency appendectomy. And uh, I've been through that. That's not fun. It takes two weeks to recover. Could even take three. Uh, Knowing knowing him, he's probably got the best doctors working on that. But still, Harrison Bryant (laughs) is, Harrison Bryant is, uh, is the tight end for the Browns taken over in that role not in joku it was bryant who stepped it up this week uh four t- receiving uh oh sorry four receptions 56 receiving yards and a whopping two tds he's one of those players where i'll i'll pick him up for week eight if my tight ends are on bye, i'll pick him up and and i'm gonna start him um unfortunately the browns do have a bye week nine so i think <laughs> after 
<laughs> after week eight, Bryant, uh, once Hooper comes back, Harrison Bryant will kind of fall back into obscurity. Um, but he is a rookie, so he, he's definitely got a lot of potential. So I like yeah. the connection there. Uh, pretty pretty awesome touchdowns as well. So I like yeah, his yeah, valid. I like his name. Uh, I yeah. wouldn't be as excited to add him to my roster. Like you said, the Browns do have a bye this week. Yeah. No, uh, no, so they... Uh, they, they, they play the Raiders this week, and then oh. the bye week is the following. So I like oh, it for, goodness, this, that's right. for this week, but not after the bye week. I, I don't imagine him being. A yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, my next waiver signing is Carlos Hyde. He is currently 12% owned. Uh, if Chris Carson is out, Hyde becomes a legit running back, too. We saw him score the touchdown this past Sunday night. Uh, is he a world beater? No, uh, but he could be the starting running back on a good team, which instantly makes him a top 20 running back. <laughs> so, uh, man, go out there and get him. A starting running back is worth its weight in gold. Pick him up. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Sterling Shepard for the New York Giants, only rostering 36% of leagues. He's missed the last four games due to a toe injury, just got taken off the IR to play against Philadelphia, and he was really, I would say, basically the only bright spot on this Giants team. Uh, could have been Daniel Jones if he didn't trip up and uh, fall on his face before he reached the end zone, but Sterling Shepard was targeted eight times, six receptions, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, going into the season, he was the clear number one. Fortunately, he got placed in IR, but now he's back, and I think he's going to be back in that wide receiver one role. So uh, I like him moving forward. Had a great week this last week, and they're going up against Tampa, who made Nelson Aguilar look like a good receiver. So Sterling Shepard. That's a great one. And my final waiver wire ad is Rodrigo Blankenship. Yeah! He is Let's only... Go. 32% owned coming off of a bye week. He is a wonderful and I think the best kicker this season uh -huh. um, because Philip Rivers can't finish. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Rodrigo Blankenship, this Colts offense does tend to, I guess, stammer, stutter, spin its wheels in the red zone, uh, opening up a lot of opportunities for their kicker. So Rodrigo Blankenship, if he is available, I would pick him up and make him my kicker over pretty much anybody anyone. yep anyone i'm with you there i picked up blankenship week one uh yeah mainly same. <laughs> mainly because i saw his picture he's rocking those <laughs> awesome glasses exactly and then i was like wait did he just score the most points in, in in my fantasy week week two yes he did so he stayed on the team um very good pickup uh my last player i i think we we should go back to uh to when you talked about Try not to think previous years. Try not to get that that you know that bad taste in your mouth that you get from from having players over the years, because uh, that's Corey Davis. Corey Davis is my mm. next waiver sign. It's not it's nothing too exciting, but he is involved in this um, in this passing game. The wide receiver too. He did meet, miss a couple weeks because he was placed on the COVID list, uh, but now he came back, put up a touchdown. Six receptions and 35 yards. The main thing is he was targeted 10 times, uh, which I really, really liked about that. So even with A.J. Brown back uh, in a close game, Corey Davis should get uh, a lot of targets. So he's, he's nothing special, but he could put up some decent flex points. Yeah, that is solid. I like that a lot. 
Um, Corey Davis, man, Corey what a Davis, divisive I player. I know. First round, former first round pick, just mm-hmm. a, it's a stud. So it'd be funny to see if he can finally find some of that talent. That'd be cool. Uh, Andrew, that wraps up our week seven recap episode. Uh, thank you everybody so much for listening. Uh, if I can ask a small favor, uh, if you could leave us a review or a rating on whatever platform you're using to listen to us, uh, we would greatly appreciate it. It does go a long way in spreading the word about the Barely Athletic podcast. Uh, and it's a small way to show your appreciation because gosh darn it, we appreciate you and we love coming here to tell you more about fantasy football, hopefully make a couple corny jokes, and we look forward to talking to you guys every single week. So please stay tuned. Later this week, we will have our Halloween episode, a short bonus episode where we compare players to monsters or candies. It's it's my favorite. Uh, It's my favorite podcast. I love this one. That should be out. If you're listening (laughs) to it, the day that this episode releases should be tomorrow. Yeah, I dig it. Everybody, stay safe, have fun, and we will catch you later this week.